0: Almost everything you read in modern accounts of the Gunpowder plot is based in large part on what has come to be known as the King's Book. Or to give it its original and rather less convenient title, His Majesty's Speech in the Last Session of Parliament, as near his very words as could be gathered at the instant, together with a discourse of the manner of the discovery of this late intended treason, joined with the examination of some of the prisoners. It was published in December 1605 by the King's Printer. It uses as a basis a speech King James had given in Parliament on the 9th of November, a speech that was, in fact, strangely enough, originally drafted by Robert Cecil's secretary, Levinus Monk, and then corrected by Cecil himself. The book then contains a government narrative of the way it uncovered the plot and the signed confessions of two plotters, Guy Fawkes, and Thomas Winter.
1: Now, the King's book is not at all unlike a very similar book published by the same printer in 1601 about the Earl of Essex's plot. It too alleged that there had been a Catholic conspiracy, something historians now dismiss out of hand. That in turn is similar to another government account, this time of the Lopez plot in 1594. This one concerned a Jewish-Portuguese physician at Elizabeth's court, who was, as we now know, framed and executed for a treason he didn't commit. So these government accounts printed by the King's printer have a pretty chequered history as historical sources. They're not unlike Charlie Bartlett's account of the Cuban Missile Crisis in the Saturday Evening Post, which we look at in another series at the History Café. Like the King's book and the official accounts of the other plots, American journalist Charlie Bartlett's piece of investigative reporting on the Cuban Missile Crisis was in fact secretly edited and approved by Kennedy himself. It's definitely not to be used as an account of what happened.
0: We also know quite a bit about the two confessions of alleged plotters
1: Fawkes and Winter that were printed along with King James' speech in the King's Book. With confessions procured by torture, what the confession tells us is not so much what happened, but what the torturers want us to think happened. And in this case, we know who was in charge of the torture. His name was William Wade, spelled W-A-A-D.
0: In August 1605, just three months before the gunpowder plot came to light, Robert Cecil appointed Wade lieutenant of the Tower of London. Wade had been a close friend of Cecil since childhood. And just how close became clear when, within months of Cecil's death in 1612, Wade was thrown out of the tower job for embezzlement. For decades, Wade had worked as an agent or intelligencer for Cecil's father, Lord Burleigh, who'd been Queen Elizabeth's chief minister. Wade had also worked for Elizabeth's intelligence chief, Sir Francis Walsingham. It had been Wade who'd broken into Mary, Queen of Scots, rooms in 1586 and stolen the papers that were used to convict her of treason and led to her death. Although the originals mysteriously disappeared before the trial began and only copies were used. We now know that the plot was, partly at any rate, a sting. Mary had to some extent been beguiled into a scheme to assassinate the Queen by agents working for Burley and Walsingham. In 1594, this same Wade was involved in writing the published government account of the Lopez affair.
1: The framing and execution of the Jewish Portuguese physician that Elizabeth court. And
0: was then the chief examiner at the trial. This too
1: has been proven as a case of government entrapment so the reason for going into all this is that the man who secured the gunpowder confessions William Wade had four in 1603 he was the chief investigator into two more plots the main and by plots one of the accused alleged that Wade had induced him to sign a blank piece of paper on which a fake confession was later inserted Another of the accused, none other than Sir Walter Raleigh, or Raleigh as he would have pronounced it, knocked a big hole in the prosecution case when he revealed that Wade had been torturing witnesses against King James's explicit order. As we shall see, Raleigh escaped execution, though he was still in prison in the tower at the time of the gunpowder plot. So, there's no doubt at all that Wade was an unscrupulous operator with a long and unsavory reputation for fabricating evidence and for using and threatening torture and his speciality was interrogating Catholics. He even ran his own network of intelligences to track them down. No surprise to discover, therefore, that in 1605 it was William Wade, now Lieutenant of the Tower of London, who somehow induced both Fawkes and Winter to give their full confessions. That in itself ought to sound our historical alarms. It connects the gunpowder plot directly to the entrapments and half-truths that pepper the decades from 1571. In fact, we know a lot more about how Wade obtained these particular confessions in 1685, and it's pretty ugly.
0: So if we've caught your interest, and we hope we have, why not join us for the complete episode, which you can find on our website, historycafe.org, and the usual podcast platforms. And
1: we hope you will. Like a good cup of coffee, there are always dark and complex secrets underneath the frothy top of events. It's finding another layer, always exciting. I'm John Rosebank.
0: And I'm Penelope Middlebow, and we want you to join us at the History Cafe and join in the conversation. Yeah, we're
1: interested in hearing your thoughts. Do contact us through our website, historycafe.org, or on social media at historycafepod.